Everyone dreams of fantasy football glory. Only few will ever know what it truly feels like to be a champion. Now, for the first time, you've got a fighting chance. Presenting Fantasy Football Dreams with J.C. Harvey. everybody to another sterling edition of fantasy football dreams uh week two of the nfl is here you know what i kind of like that word sterling i bet you guys didn't think i had that in my uh, vocabulary did you on a quick uh check of what sterling means uh as a noun sterling is uh <laughs> british money okay but as an adjective sterling is excellent or valuable and that's what we are here at fantasy football dreams we are excellent and we are valuable so you guys are here thank you for tuning in this is gonna be another great show and before i get started i'd like to thank uh two people have who have been very supportive of this podcast and my ventures and and starting this podcast and uh the first guy um if you don't know this guy you're gonna have to get to know him brandon drum he is a Mid-South scout and lead recruiting analyst of the thefootballbrainx.com. Uh, if you're a big fan of college football, I mean specifically Big 12 football, if you're a fan of recruiting, this is the guy that you've got to follow. Um, he's got nearly 6,500 followers on Twitter. Um, all his all his content is free. I mean he I mean he is the best thing out for free content. Big 12, OU, anything you can imagine. Um, he also has a new podcast show, a very successful podcast that's out right now. It's called Under the Visor, and you can find that on SoundCloud and soon on iTunes, Under the Visor, so check that out. That's Brandon Drum of FootballBrainiacs.com. Um, look him up on Twitter, and don't forget to check out his Under the Visor podcast. Second person I'd like to thank is um, ThinkOKC.com. ThinkOKC.com was uh, in charge of um, developing my logo for Fantasy Football Dreams, and they did a great job. The owner there is Jason Schilling. I've done plenty of work with him in the past, and he he's just a great guy and always does great work. So if you need any help on t-shirt designs, uh, if you can't think of a good logo for your company, uh, ThinkOKC.com and Jason Schilling is the place to go for that. Right now they have a really cool Russell Westbrook shirt they're about to release. They've got a lot of cool OKC Thunder gear. Um, so if you're into that stuff, check that out. ThinkOKC.com. Uh, the, the owner is Jason Schilling. Okay, here we go. Kicking off Thursday night football with the Buffalo Bills versus the New York Jets. And a lot of great storylines with this game. Uh, if you're wanting to watch this game, it's going to be on NFL Network. It's also going to be on CBS, and for the first time ever, Twitter is going to be live streaming this game. Uh, Twitter and the NFL announced a groundbreaking deal last summer, so they're going to be they're going to be carrying NFL Network games uh, for, from here on out for this for this season, I believe. CBS, NFL Network, Twitter. Well, these are three options you can watch it. Uh, this game is very important. Um, this week in the NFL is important. 
A lot of teams are 0-1. You don't want to go down 0-2. 0-2 is basically a death knell in the NFL. Out of the teams that go down 0-2, only 12% of them make the playoffs. So um, this is a huge game. I mean, it's possible teams have done it. Seattle Seahawks last year started 0-2, made the playoffs. But quite frankly, the Seattle Seahawks uh, were better than both these teams that are playing tonight. One person who I think this is just a massive game for his career, his legacy, whatever you have it, the coach, Rex Ryan of the Buffalo Bills. Because, I mean, Rex Ryan has been a very average coach at best uh, the past couple of years. I mean, just a quick research of Rex Ryan's record. 2011, 8-8. 2012, 6-10. 2013, 8-8. 2014, 4-12. 2015, 8-8. And to start 2016, he is 0-1. That is the definition of mediocrity. His only season that he was over 500 was his rookie season as a coach, 9-7. In 2010, when he went 11-5 and played an AFC Championship game versus Tom Brady and the Patriots. But since 2011, Rex Ryan has not had a winning season. And, and I'm just curious, is why does this guy get such a big leash? Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm one of the biggest Rex Ryan fans. I'm from Oklahoma. Rex Ryan has Oklahoma ties. So I've always been a big fan of his. But the dude has a giant mouth, and it's not paying, it's not paying off. He is Right now, he is all talk. Every year, we're going to kick some ass. We're, we're going to intimidate the hell out of people. We're going to rough you up. And then they go eight and eight, or, or worse. So Rex Ryan needs to step it up, and this is just a massive game versus the New York Jets, his old team. He's actually undefeated versus his old team. He went two and zero last year against him. But this is a different story. This New York Jets team is favored tonight. They've got weapons all over the field. Matt Forte at running back, Brandon Marshall at receiver, Eric Decker on the other side. Uh, this Jets team is loaded. And this Buffalo Bills t- team, uh, I mean, struggled right out the gate. Um, you got uh, Sammy Watkins, who has a sore foot. Um, so I-, I expect a heavy dose of LaShawn McCoy tonight. Uh, this is just a, I can't, uh, I can't um, uh, talk about it enough, how big of a game this is for Rex Ryan. Because like I said, you start 0-2, uh, in NFL history, you have a 12% chance of making the playoffs. Vegas has uh, Jets favored tonight, but I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to pick the Buffalo Bills and Rex Ryan to get it done tonight. This is gut check time for Rex Ryan. Must win situation for both teams, but uh, more than not for Rex Ryan and, and his career. This is a big time game. I think Rex Ryan and the Buffalo Bills get it done tonight. 24-20 Bills. You know, there's been a lot of chatter uh, this week regarding uh, Josh Norman, uh, the Antonio Brown situation, um, and why didn't Josh Norman cover him all game? Um, Was it a a coach's thing? Uh, He wants him to stay on one side of the field? Was this Josh Norman kind of thinking uh, he wanted to play whoever he wants to play, and he don't want to, I mean, waste all that energy covering uh, Antonio Brown? Who could blame him? But... When you signed that big-ass contract that he did and you talked all that smack in the offseason and you're going to do all these shows during the season, 
uh, and you're going to put yourself out there like that, I mean, you need to cover the best receiver in the NFL. I mean, they're paying you way too much money just to stay on one side of the field and not and not cover Antonio Brown. So that got me thinking. All week I've been thinking about this. Uh, who's the best corner in the NFL? Who is it? So I broke down my top five corners in the NFL, and I'm going to hit them with you right now. A couple surprises. My number one best corner in the league, in my opinion, without a doubt, is Patrick Peterson of the Arizona Cardinals. This guy is an absolute beast. He's 6'1", 220, big dude. And when he catches the ball, when he intercepts the ball, he is just a magician in the field. I mean, he is hard to tackle. He's Nine times out of ten, he's going to take it back to the house. So my number one best cornerback in the league this year is Patrick Peterson. Number two, I'm going with Richard Sherman. Uh, Richard Sherman is an amazing athlete. His first three years in the NFL, he had 20 interceptions. 20 interceptions in the first three years in the league. That is ridiculous. That's why he was on the cover of Madden a couple years ago. He was he was the best player in the league. Um, he's, he's tailed off a little bit, but you could attribute that to teams are just scared to throw to this guy's side of the field. I mean, he might be he might be the closest thing to Deion Sanders that we've seen. I mean, he just he just doesn't get any action anymore because they don't want to throw his way. 2014, four picks. Uh, 2015, two picks. The teams just aren't throwing his way. Last week, he was targeted just once. I mean, teams are scared to death of this guy. So Richard Sherman is my number two overall corner in the NFL. Number three, I'm going with... Chris Harris of the Denver Broncos. This is kind of a smaller corner. He's 5'10", but, man, this guy is feisty. He had a um, he had two, two targets come his way last week. He did give up a touchdown to Kelvin Benjamin, but uh, Kelvin Benjamin looks like a beast this year. So I still love Chris Harris. I mean, he's not getting a lot of targets his way, I mean, for, uh, for the obvious reasons. Uh, he's a monster at corner. So Chris Harris comes in at number three. Number four, I'm going with Marcus Peters, corner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Last week, Keenan Allen on Marcus Peters had five catches for 48 yards. And then, as we all know, Keenan Allen went down with a torn ACL. But last year, Marcus Peters had eight interceptions. Eight interceptions. Uh, So that's pretty ridiculous. This is also another big corner. Um, so I expect him to have another great year. And um, just watching that game last week, Keenan Allen was going to torch anybody. That guy, he was lining up the slot. He was lining outside, running crosser routes, fades. He was doing everything. So I think Keenan Allen would have took advantage of any corner last week. And that's just a massive, massive blow to the Chargers that they lost him all season. So Marcus Peters, my number four overall NFL cornerback. Uh, rounding out the top five, I'm going with... An older guy, Aqib Tlaib. I believe Aqib Tlaib is the most physical corner in the NFL. Uh, just watching years past when Aqib Tlaib would go after Des Bryant, I can I can go back and watch those all day long. That is just great stuff to watch. But Aqib Tlaib is just a super physical guy. So the Denver Broncos got Chris Harris on one side, Aqib Tlaib on the other side. I mean, they are just loaded at corner. Uh, so Aqib Tlaib is going to round out my top five this year 
for the top five corners in the in the in the league. You guys are probably thinking, where's Josh Norman? Well, Josh Norman, I'm sorry. To be considered the best cornerback in the league, you got to cover the best guy in the league. And what I saw last week from you was, I'm sorry, it was kind of chicken shit, to be honest. Um, you're going to talk all that smack and then not cover the guy. So, Josh Norman, if you want back up in the top five, you're going to have to start covering the best receivers in, in the league. So, got Josh Norman out of my top five. Uh, another guy that I... I have to mention, first ballot Hall of Famer, Buss and Canton, without a doubt, Daryl Revis. Daryl Revis is one is one of the best corners in NFL history. But I'm sorry, everybody, Revis Island is open. It is open big time. Uh, AJ Green last week, last week, I mean, pulled his yacht up to Revis Island and was there all damn day. Uh, A.J. Green rung up Daryl Revis, 10 catches, 152 yards, and a touchdown. So uh, I'm not saying it's the end of Revis Island, but um, when you get rung up that bad uh, and the age he is, 30, over 30 years old uh, corner, uh, I think Daryl Revis is slipping. I think Revis Island is uh, back open for business. Uh, Revis Island doesn't scare me anymore. Shouldn't scare any other receivers. They should take advantage of Mr. Revis. But you can't uh, overlook the fact that he's one of the NFL's all-time great corners in the league. And so you got to show mad respect for him. But it uh, didn't fare well last week at all. Okay, so this is my uh, ranking show. And how this is going to work is I'm just going to do the top ten at the quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, and tight end positions, just because I don't I don't think nobody wants to hear the the 32nd best running back this week. I think that's really boring, so I'm not going to do that. It's not how I want to run my show. So I'm going to give you I'm going to give you the top 10 at each position, and then I'm also going to give you two guys that if not if they're not in your lineup, they should be in your lineup. They're going to pay big dividends for you this weekend. So I'll give you a top 10, and then I'm going to give you an outside, um, like the top 30, top 25 player that needs to be in your lineup. So let's kick this off. We're going to start with the quarterbacks. Uh, I think this is a pretty obvious pick. The number one quarterback for this week is Cam Newton at home versus the 49ers. Uh, Cam was, if you listen to my podcast last week, Cam was severely beat up. The, the NFL came out and said um, flag should have been called. So so Cam got really beat up last week. Well, it's going to be a little easier easier road for him this week. I mean, the 49ers are still potent on defense, but uh, it's, Cam's just going to be too much for them to contain. Big day for Cam Newton, number one overall quarterback for me. Number two, Drew Brees at the New York Giants. And in fantasy football terms, this Saints at Giants game is the game of the week for fantasy football. Get all the players that you got, put them in your lineup for this game. This thing is going to be a shootout. I think I think Breeze goes over 400 yards passing easily. This thing's going to be a shootout. So Drew Breeze is my number two quarterback this week. Number three, Aaron Rodgers. They're at Minnesota. Last week, Aaron Rodgers was pretty pedestrian. 20 of 34, 199 yards, two touchdowns. Also rushed for 32 yards. 
Xavier Rhodes might not play the corner for the Vikings. We'll see what happens. But I still think Rodgers is going to carve up the Vikings' D. Let's see. Number four. Like I said with Drew Brees, get everybody you can in this matchup. Eli Manning versus the Saints. This thing's going to be a shootout. Um, Odell Beckham Jr., Victor Cruz, Sterling Shepard. I'm using all those guys. Get them in your lineup. This thing's going to be a shootout. So Eli Manning, I think. I also think Eli Manning is going to go over 400 yards. So you got Brees, Manning going over 400 yards in this game. This is the biggest game of the week for me. Number five, Carson Palmer versus Tampa Bay. Uh, the Cardinals in general just had a, I mean, just a terrible, terrible showing versus the Patriots, and, and not Tom Brady versus Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, so I expect a big bounce back game for uh, Carson Palmer, and it looks like they kind of held John Brown back a little bit. He's still recovering from concussions, but John Brown's going to be full force. As we saw last week, Larry Fitzgerald still got a lot left in the tank. Uh, it's rumored that he's thinking about retirement. I don't know why, but with all those weapons at Palmer's disposal, he should thrive this week. So he's my number five quarterback. Number six, Big Ben, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, the Steelers versus Bengals. That's NFL football right there for you. It's smash mouth. Uh, I mean, I love every year the Steelers and Bengals. It's a little different this year, though. As we as we saw last week, uh, the Steelers are going to air it out, and the Bengals are going to air it out with AJ Green. So I expect I don't think it's going to be a shootout like you're going to see versus the Saints and Giants, but I do think some points are going to be put up. So I love Ben Roethlisberger this week. He's my six, my number six overall quarterback. Number seven, Matthew Stafford, Tennessee Titans. I mean. Who thought uh, when Calvin Johnson retired that Stafford was going to be even better? I mean, wow. This guy airing the ball all over the field. I mean, Amir Abdullah, Theo Riddick. uh, I mean, he's got weapons all over the place. And I don't think Tennessee is is no match um, this week for Matt Stafford. I like the Lions and Matthew Stafford this week. So he's my number seven quarterback. Number eight. I expect a good bounce-back week for Blake Bortles. He's at San Diego, and if you watched the San Diego game last week versus the Chiefs, uh, in the second half, the Chiefs carved them up, uh, them and Alex Smith carved them up. And so I expect Blake Bortles, Allen Robinson, to bounce back in a big way at San Diego. Number nine, this uh, game has shootout potential as well. Number nine is Derek Carr. Uh, the second-year quarterback, I mean, this guy is I mean, light years ahead of his time. I mean, Brett Favre even came out and said he kind of reminds him of him. I mean, that's the biggest praise you can get from a quarterback, Brett Favre saying that. Um, Derek Carr is going versus Atlanta's Swiss cheese defense. So uh, Derek Carr will light the Falcons up. Love Derek Carr this week, number nine quarterback. Number 10, Russell Wilson at the Los Angeles Rams. The worst team in the NFL, as we saw last week, they were atrocious. Russell, think about. I put Russell Wilson at ten because he's got the sore ankle, uh, so I think they're going to limit him just a little bit. I mean, I think Thomas Rawls is the starter now. He's he's overtaking Christine Michael, so I think they're going to ride Thomas Rawls a little bit. So that's why I give uh, Russell Wilson as my number ten quarterback for uh, quarterbacks this week. Uh, those are my top ten. If you're looking for a quarterback, uh, say, or if you're in a two-quarterback league, you just need a guy that you can plug in and is going to get you some points. Well, I got two of them right here for you. 
Uh, Kirk Cousins had a horrible week last week. I mean, just just horrible. Uh, but he plays Dallas, and we all know what Deshaun Jackson does versus Dallas. He he eats them alive. So I love Kirk Cousins in a bounce back game. I think he's gonna. I think he's a three touchdown player this week. Kirk Cousins love Kirk Cousins versus Dallas. Put him in the lineup, you'll be just fine. My second guy. This is strictly matchup. Um, Joe Flacco is my second guy that I think if you add him in your lineup, uh, he's going to do great things for you. Coming off a torn ACL, uh, Joe Flacco has looked great. Looked great last week. Big, long bomb to Mike Wallace. So Joe Flacco looks great. And he's playing at Cleveland. So this is a strictly matchup-based play. And if you're looking for a quarterback, Joe Flacco is an excellent, excellent plug-and-play guy. Now, let's move on to the most exciting position, in my opinion, is running backs in fantasy football. A lot of interesting matchups this week, but after what I saw last week, I got to give it to my man. David Johnson is my number one overall running back this week. He's versus Tampa Bay. Uh, their Their defense is okay, but the usage David Johnson gets is why he's my number one overall back. Like I said last week, this guy can catch. He can run run you over. He can do it all. Uh, David Johnson um, is, is going to be a beast all year. He's got a real shot at 2,000 scrimmage yards. So David Johnson is my number one overall running back this week. Number two, I am a believer in Adrian Peterson. Don't give up on this guy. First of all, he's going against the Packers, who he notoriously kills every year. I, so I and he's a notorious slow starter. So don't give up on Adrian Peterson. Get this guy. Obviously, he's in your lineup, but have faith in him in your lineup. I think he's going to get 15 to 20 fantasy points this week. Adrian Peterson's just fine. My number two overall running back this week. Number three, boy, D'Angelo Williams <laughs> for a 32 year old running back. This guy can tear it up, and it. I, I own Le'Veon Bell in a league, and it, it kind of makes me nervous how good this guy is. I mean, uh, the number one overall fantasy running back last week, D'Angelo Williams, was. He plays a Bengals defense. Like I said earlier, this is it's kind of a smash mouth uh, Bengals-Steelers, but these two teams, are they like to air the ball out. And so I think D'Angelo Williams is going to find a lot of holes in that Bengals offense. I think he's going to have a great game. Um, number four, C.J. Anderson. Oh, he blew it up last week uh, versus the Panthers. This guy is a high-usage three-down back. He's going up against the Colts in that Swiss cheese defense. So C.J. Anderson's going to feast against the Colts. He's my number four uh, rated running back this week. Number five, Lamar Miller going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Miller got 28 carries last week. Yes, I said that correct. 28 carries uh, for <laughs> he never got that in all the years with Miami in his first game with the Texans. They give him 28 totes. So, I mean, just with that usage alone, I don't think he's getting 28 carries this game. I think he'll get 23, 22. But with that usage, uh, he's a top five running back. Top five running back for me this week. Lamar Miller going against the Chiefs. Number six, Spencer Ware, Jamal Charles replacement. Um, do they even need Jamal Charles anymore? This guy looks like a monster. I mean, uh, last year this guy couldn't catch anything, but he has turned into an, a three-down all-purpose back. Um, I mean, just tore it up last game. Uh, had the game-winning touchdown. 
to, to send it into not game winning, but he he had the touchdown to send it into overtime. So Spencer Ware's turn. If you got him off waivers, man, that's a guy that you can ride. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens with the with this Jamal Charles situation, but Spencer Ware, I mean, just impresses the hell out of me. I mean, he's he is a very very uh, intimidating runner, and now he can catch the ball, so that's scary. So Spencer Ware, my sixth running back this week. Number seven, like I said before, this is the game you want to get all your players in. Mark Ingram at the New York Giants. Uh, this game's going to be a shootout. Breeze is going to dump the ball off a lot, and I think Mark Ingram can gash him up the middle with his runs. So I expect a big, big game from Mark Ingram. I love everybody in that matchup. I'm going to be talking about that matchup all podcast. Uh, so Mark Ingram is my number seven player, number seven running back this week. Number eight. We got a guy running tonight, Matt Forte at Buffalo, uh, which Matt Forte really surprised me. I thought, I mean, this is dead man walking, um, over the hill, thirty year old running back. He's definitely proved me wrong. He's got some left in the tank. He's probably got one to two years left in the tank with his pass catching ability. Matt Forte is going to be a strong fantasy asset for you week in a week out. Always want this guy in your lineup. He's a PPR beast. So Matt Forte comes in at number eight. Number nine, back-to-back Thursday night football players, LaShawn McCoy. I love LaShawn McCoy this year. The Bills just sucked last week. They just looked bad. And But I expect, like I predicted, I, I predict the Buffalo Bills. This is gut check time. I think the Bills play good tonight. I think LaShawn McCoy plays great. I think LaShawn McCoy gets over 100 yards and a touchdown. So LaShawn McCoy comes in as my number nine overall running back. Number 10, Ezekiel Elliott. And to be honest, I was kind of apprehensive to put Ezekiel Elliott in 10 just because just the the piss poor showing in his first game. I know it was his first NFL game ever, but all the hype this guy's got behind that offensive line um, and to do what? What did he do? 65 yards, 55 yards, I think. But so Ezekiel Elliott's at the Redskins. They are. They do have a vulnerable uh, defense. I mean, definitely a vulnerable secondary. So I think Ezekiel Elliott will be much improved. And like I said with Lamar Miller, he's kind of a usage guy. You know they're gonna give him the rock. He's gonna get a lot of carries, and because of that, he rounds out my top 10 running backs: Ezekiel Elliott at the Washington Redskins. Two guys that are outside the top 20, top 25, that you're kind of wishy-washy, that you that you don't know if you're going to play him. Should you get him in your lineup? I've got two guys for you. Melvin Gordon and Danny Wood. I know this is crazy. I know they're teammates, but I think they will both be big-time fantasy producers versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. This thing uh, has also big points are going to be scored here. So I think Melvin Gordon's going to get the touchdowns. I think he'll get up to two touchdowns, Melvin Gordon. But I think Danny Woodhead, with all the catches, no Keenan Allen, I love Danny Woodhead going forward. Ah, yes. Melvin Gordon, Danny Woodhead, two flex players. Get them in your lineup and you won't regret it. I mean, they really really turned into the most exciting position in football. I'm just old school. I'm a running back guy. But uh, here's my top ten wide receivers of the week. And we start off with none other. I mean, who else did you think it was going to be? Antonio Brown versus the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't care what matchup it is. 
who it is. I don't care. Antonio Brown is the best player in the league. He's the best player in fantasy football. Uh, this guy can't be stopped. As I predicted in my last show, he's going to be the first ever receiver to record 2,000 yards receiving. Antonio Brown, the no-brainer, number one overall receiver for me. Number two, as I stated earlier, this Giants-Saints game is the, is the game that you want all the players in. Odell Beckham Jr. versus the New Orleans Saints. And sadly, I am going up against OBJ in two of my leagues. It is going to be a long weekend for me because Odell Beckham Jr. is going to tear up that horrible Saints secondary, if that's what you want to call them. The Saints hardly even play defense. So Odell Beckham Jr., I think he's going for 200 yards receiving. I mean, big-time game for Odell Beckham Jr. My number three receiver, got to go A.J. Green at Pittsburgh. Uh, like I said in my opening, uh, A.J. Green just absolutely torched Daryl Revis, torched him uh, for 161 yards. So A.J. Green at Pittsburgh comes in at number three for me. Uh, number four, Julio Jones. Uh, Julio Jones uh, came out of the game with a sore ankle. I mean, that's always the case with Julio Jones. He's such a just immense talent, but he's such a huge injury risk. Um, so... Uh, Julio Jones at the Raiders. Um, that could be a shootout as well with Derek Carr, Amari Cooper. I mean, so I love A.J. Green this week. I mean, excuse me. I love uh, Julio Jones this week. Um, number five. Uh, this is kind of a uh, uh, upset here, but I- I'm going to put Brandon Cooks at number five. Um, like I said, that game's going to be a shootout. I don't know how many times i got to say it, but Brandon Cooks at the New York Giants. Breeze is number one target. Uh, I think he is. Uh, this game is just going to be. I cannot wait for this game. This game is going to be unbelievable. Brandon Cooks coming in at number five. I think he's going to carve him up. Number six. This is going to be a bounce back week for DeAndre Hopkins. All you DeAndre Hopkins fans, calm down. He's a beast. It's going to be all right. You're playing the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs did not look good last week versus the Chargers, even though they had that great comeback win. But a lot of people are freaking out. Uh, Will Fuller had more targets than uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Calm down. It's not going to happen this week. Hopkins is going to bounce back in a big way. Comes in at number six for me. Number seven, another bounce back guy, Allen Robinson at San Diego. Now, if you didn't watch the game, Allen Robinson had about five passes that went off his fingertips. He had one pass in the end zone that he really should have had. Uh, So he should have had a touchdown, so I expect a big bounce-back game for Allen Robinson coming in at number 7. Number 8, like I mentioned before, uh, Amari Cooper. Love Amari Cooper this week versus the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I just don't like the Falcons this year, especially their defense. So Amari Cooper is going to have his way. Derek Carr is just so impressive to me. And and when you have his number one receiver in Amari Cooper, I think Amari Cooper can be a 12, 1,300-yard receiving uh, guy this year. Uh, double-digit touchdowns. I love Mark Cooper this year. Comes in at number eight for me. Number nine. Number nine, number nine, number nine. Alshon Jeffrey. I don't even like saying this guy's name because I'm afraid he's going to get hurt. But he's not hurt yet. So Alshon Jeffries is number nine for me playing the uh, Eagles. Love Alshon Jeffrey this week. He is just a beast, a mismatched guy. He's I mean, bigger than most corners. So if you got Alshon Jeffries, you're doing all right. Coming in at number nine for me. Number 10, you know what? I'm going Kelvin Benjamin. 
for what I saw last week, man, this guy shows no ill effects from the tour ACL. Just looked great. Cam Newton just force-fed him the ball. So, I mean, he looked, I mean, he was a beast last week. He plays the 49ers. They got a good defense, but I don't think that's going to matter. I think uh, Cam Newton's going to feed him the ball. So, Kellen Benjamin rounds out the top 10 for me. All right. You need two guys, or you need a guy to plug in and play in that flex spot, that all important flex spot. Well, I'll give you a guy. Deshaun Jackson tears up the Cowboys year in and year out. Uh, had a good game last week, uh, was targeted a ton, had over 100 yards receiving. Uh, I expect Deshaun Jackson to get into the end zone versus the Cowboys. So if you're thinking about Jackson, don't think about it anymore. Plug him in. And my uh, this guy, this is his breakout game. This is what I'm predicting. Sterling Shepard. You may not know who he is now, but you're going to. Sterling Shepard, his big breakout game versus the Giants. This thing is going to be a shootout. So plug Sterling Shepard in your lineup. You will not regret it. And now for the most exciting position in fantasy football, tight ends. If you can't hear my sarcasm, uh, I don't know what to tell you, but uh, tight ends are so exciting. Oh, I'm just giving them a hard time, but the tight end position is kind of weak this year. Number one, if Gronk plays, Gronk is number one. Versus Miami, excuse me. If Gronk plays, Gronk is number one. So he's my number one overall tight end, if he plays. So keep an eye out on that. Number two, Jordan Reed. I expect a big bounce-back game from Jordan Reed versus Dallas. That Dallas Redskins game is going to be exciting. So I got Jordan Reed number two. Number three, Greg Olson going against San Francisco. This guy's just steady, man. He, every year, a steady receiver. Every year, he's 1,000 to 1,100 yards. I mean, Cam Newton's go-to target. Um, so I love Greg Olson. Have him at number three. Number four, Gary Barnage versus Baltimore. Uh, and you're asking why I have Gary Barnage at number four? Because he was blanked last week. Zero fantasy points. Well, uh, new quarterback, Josh McCown. I like this move for him. And they're playing the Baltimore uh, defense. So I like that too. So I'm going to put him at number four for me. Number five, Delaney Walker. Got him at five. Uh, five catches, 48 yards last week. Um, he's, he's a big target guy. So I got him at number five. Number six, the man, the myth, the legend, Travis Kelsey. This guy will play with your heartstrings year in and year out, physical, talented, but they just don't give him the ball for, I don't know what, whatever reason, but um, he's just immensely talented, so he's always going to, he's going to have a big game that he's not going to show up, but for that, he comes in at number six for me. Number seven, Julius Thomas uh, had a good start. Um, love him versus uh, he plays San Diego this week. So love Julio Thomas, uh, Julius Thomas with Blake Bortles. So number seven, Julius Thomas. Number eight, Antonio Gates. How old is this guy now? He's got to be forty. He's got to be. Somebody tell me he's forty. Antonio Gates has been playing longer than I can remember. I mean, I can't even believe he's still in the league, but he's still getting it done. Didn't do much last week, but this is the Jack Jacksonville Jaguars are playing, and it's going to be a high-scoring game. No Keenan Allen, so I'm putting uh, Antonio Gates in my top ten. He's going to come in at number eight. Number nine, this is another old man. What's up with these old dudes in tight end position? Number nine is Jason Witten. He's got to be close to 40 years old too. So, But Jason Witten is just 
here, bring your lunch pail, put your hard hat on, punch that clock, go to work. That's what Jason Witten is. Coming in at number nine for me. Number 10, Eric Ebron. Scored a touchdown last week. Uh, one of Matthew Stafford's uh, weapons he's got there. The thing about Eric Ebron is Stafford's got so many weapons out there. So, uh, But he's always a red zone threat. So Eric Ebron comes in at number 10 for me. Now, if you're needing two tight ends, I don't know why the hell you'd be plugging a tight end in your flex position, but I'm going to give it to you. That's what I do here at Fantasy Football Dreams. First tight end, Kobe Fleener. Like I said, get all the players you can in this matchup this week. Saints, Giants, plug them all in. It's going to be a great game. Shootout. Kobe Fleener, I think he might be able to sneak in a touchdown. So if you're just in a, a massive pinch for tight end, you could do worse than Kobe Fleener. And my finally, the baddest name in football, Jesse James of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Seriously, how cool is, is that? Your name's Jesse James? That's badass. I mean, that is so cool. Jesse James of the Steelers. I mean, should have had a touchdown last week. Uh, playing the Bengals. I think he'll get one this week. So uh, I think Jesse James gets a touchdown. So if you're in a bind, like I said, plug the baddest name in fantasy, Jesse James, in your lineup. And now for the moment you've all been waiting for, my fantasy football dreams play of the week. Here we go. And now it's time for fantasy football dreams play of the week. You know what? I'm going to throw you guys a little bit of curveball on this one. You thought I was going to go Antonio Brown, but you're wrong. It is Odell Beckham Jr., OBJ. Like I've been talking about all podcasts, that Saints-Giants game game is the biggest game in fantasy football this week. Uh, I have Odell Beckham Jr. as my fantasy football dreams play of the week. I predict Odell Beckham goes for 227 yards and two touchdowns. Yes, that is correct. You heard it here first. Some other predictions I've got. I predict Adrian Peterson rushes for 157 yards and two touchdowns. He finally breaks out of his shell, and he shows everybody why he's a bad man. So 157 yards and two touchdowns for Adrian Peterson. I predict that Allen Robinson gets three touchdowns this week versus the Chargers. Yes, Three touchdowns for Allen Robinson. A couple more predictions that I got for you. I predict that Drew Brees and Eli Manning both throw for 450 passing yards. Yes, they both throw for over 450 yards. And finally, I predict that Des Bryant is held is held under 75 total yards receiving. I believe Josh Norman has a point to make, and he's been getting ripped in the media. So I believe Josh Norman shows up and shuts down Des Bryant for less than 75 yards. So that is going to do it for me at Fantasy Football Dreams. It's another, like I said, another sterling podcast. And I am so thankful that you guys decided to uh, join in with me. Uh, next show is going to be, of course, Tuesday morning. We'll re- we, we're going to rehash everything. Uh, did I get some of my predictions right? Um, you better give me credit for the predictions I got right. And yes, you can rip me if I, if I gave you some bad advice. I really don't care. So rip me all you want, but my predictions are going to be solid. Mark it down. All those predictions are going to be on point. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. 
This is Fantasy Football Dreams with J.C. Harvey. And once again, you can find me on SoundCloud. You can now find me on um, iTunes. I am now on iTunes. So subscribe, leave me reviews. I would love to hear what you guys think about it. Um, And you can also check me out on Twitter, at J.C. underscore Harvey. So that's going to do it for Fantasy Football Dreams. Good luck to everybody this week, and uh, I'll catch you later.